Hey everyone, it's Salam Fatayed, audio producer here with Radio Milwaukee, and I'm here with my coworker Lucas Seidel, our digital content producer. Hi, Lucas. Hey, Salam. Have you been, Lucas? It's been a challenging week. I think the same as it has been for really everyone in the city of Milwaukee and across the, the country as a whole. You know, and it's just silver lining from that is it is sparking a lot of positive discussion and a lot of um, self-realization and confronting prejudices and preconceptions that you may have had before. And I know we talked about this a little earlier with our um, own conversations as well as in content meetings is how I can step up as a person, how you can step up as a person in our own communities, me as being a Middle Eastern woman, you as being a white man, and how to be better allies and how to support this movement without overstepping. Yeah, I mean, in my own life, I, I, I grew up in a town that was predominantly white, a small, like, southeastern Wisconsin town. I went to university at a school which was predominantly white and you know, as a result of that, I've never been confronted with these issues, with the Black experience, with these kind of things, other than through the lens of social media. And living in a city like Milwaukee, which is much more diverse than any place I've ever been before, and being confronted with these emotions and these calls to action from Black friends and co-workers really caused me to kind of confront the fact that I've never been familiar with these problems in the past to this degree. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, me being a person of color, I'm Palestinian. You know, there's still things that I have to untackle. And just because as a person of color, I may have faced oppressions and I may have faced prejudice, but it doesn't mean that my experience is the exact same as the experience of a Black person. I need to tackle the anti-Blackness in my community. I also need to step up and hold accountability for myself and for people around me. I think it's really important for every single person to do something in this time because a lot of us might feel like we don't know where to start or maybe uh, we feel like our voice doesn't matter or maybe we're going to be saying something wrong and we could offend someone. But me personally, I rather get it wrong so I can get it right rather than do nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we decided to talk to Surge, which stands for Showing Up for Racial Justice. And it is a Milwaukee-based group looking to make these changes. And here's Stephanie Rhodes, one of the organizers from Surge. Specifically, Milwaukee's chapter was started uh, back during the uprisings around Dontre Hamilton's murder um, because there was just kind of a lot of well-intentioned, well-meaning white people in that organizing space, but they just took up a lot of too much space and were on every megaphone and uh, just derailing a lot of the organizing. So uh, they asked to like have another space that like we could work on becoming better accomplices, allies, advocates. Really one of the things that I struggled with the most in regards to the situation is what is the first step to take? What is the what is the first thing that I can do to help the movement and without stepping over the voices of those who this movement matters for the most? And in talking with Stephanie, what we were told is that this is a complex situation. There is no right or wrong answer. What works well in one space may not work well in another, but you have to be willing to accept criticism towards your own actions and be held accountable for them. 
And I think a lot of us say, like, think about it as just a protest. You know, many of us might not feel comfortable to go. You could have a disability and you're unable to go. You can be undocumented. You could be still um, working through the feelings of COVID-19 and still be fearful. And that's totally fine. The protest might not be a space for you, but there's a lot of behind the scenes work that can get done. Here's Stephanie Rhodes speaking on that matter. There's a lot of ways, especially coming from a place of privilege, right now and power that um, white people and non-black people of color could be contributing. Money is an obvious one, um, but that comes in a lot of different forms, right? So we had a bail fund that was going around. Uh, They've paused it for the moment um, just because they want to make sure they're utilizing the donations that they've gotten so far. But then just like supplies, you know, there's a lot of different groups that are organizing on the fly and also are very organized, uh, like street meds and basic first aid and safety. So maybe that's your, I'm going to step into this protest space to deliver supplies and then step out. Patron black businesses, especially in protest hotspots, right? Because right now a lot of people are not going to those areas. Another step you can take is having conversations with friends and families and to be mindful on the words that you're using. Here's Stephanie speaking about that. Focusing on the language that you're using, Mm -hmm. that you're not telling stories of Black experience, but you're telling stories of white supremacy and saying, hey, you know, do you realize that we live in this white suburb because of racism, because of redlining, because of, you know, a hundred years of racist oppression in this state. Um, But then when someone brings up violence or whatever, I want to ask them, like, well, who gets to define the word violence? And who gets to decide what violence you use to disrupt violence. Um, Conflict is already there, and a protest is just bringing a different kind of conflict to something to be seen and to be heard. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling communities, okay, make sure you keep it in the park, you don't stay, you don't go on the streets, don't disrupt traffic, Uh, we don't want you to be loud. I've heard people say that these protests are violent because they're loud. So what you're asking for is is for people to advocate for their own lives in a way that you don't see or hear them, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to make the conversation come back on the statements that they're making, and I'm going to ask them a lot of questions so that they then have to define it. And I can speak from a personal note that I had to have those conversations, those very complex conversations with friends and family. For example, I talked to leaders in my Muslim community and my friends. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, it's difficult, but it needs to happen. And like I said before, I don't know all the answers. I don't know if what I'm saying sometimes is correct or if I'm overstepping or if I'm the one taking the mic and being too loud and not giving the platform for someone else. But I'd rather be corrected. I'd rather make those mistakes so I can get it right the next time. Exactly. And I I think it's really important to note that you should really, instead of casting people out in the situation, call people in, call people out on their anti-Black actions and language and Instead, help them unlearn racism because racism is something that is learned. It's not inherent to people's nature. It has to be deconstructed and removed from someone. And it's, it's a long process, but it, it can be done. And for more resources on becoming a better ally and helping to better yourself and the community of Milwaukee, please check out our accompanying article on RadioMilwaukee.org. From 88.9, I'm Saddam Fatayed. And I'm Lucas Seidel.